Friends, Girlfriends Share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Well, friend it. I'm Patty Lynn Wyatt, and I will be your host today as we are talking about bad bosses. And last week, we covered two styles of bad bosses, the campaigner or the politician, and the dictator that sounded like three, but <laughs> number one, the campaigner and the politician, number two, the dictator. And now we're going to touch on the people pleaser and the rescuer. Uh, a few things when you know you're in a place of toxicity and dysfunction is when you feel belittled, you feel like people are being, or your boss is being condescending, they're manipulating, uh, Basically, they just simply don't spark joy and they make it difficult to get out of bed. Uh, according to research done by Hogan and Kaiser, roughly 65% to 75% of employees believe their boss is the worst part of the job. And destructive leaders victimize 40 to 50% of the workforce. And in doing so, it's costing corporations over $25 billion dollars because of legal fees, turnovers, absenteeisms, um, medical claims, the, the list goes on. So there are several styles of bad bosses. Uh, like I said, we're just going to touch on two today, the people pleaser and the rescuer. We also talked last week about some tips if you are dealing with a bad boss. And the number one is identifying the pain, pain point. Share and process with a trusted individual. Number two, purge these horrible feelings. Um, journal, whatever it takes to rid yourself of, of these feelings of un unworthiness and inadequacies. And three, start an action plan to take some baby steps in moving towards the, the bigger picture of your divine design. So we are going to dive into the people pleaser. What is difficult about the people pleaser boss is that instead of them coming up with a clear plan that you can follow, it's hard for this style to be proactive because they're trying to please everyone. There's so much anxiety and often they are operating out of fight, flight or freeze mode. So they are dealing with situations as they arrive and they never really get ahead. Um, maybe this people pleaser happens to be um, a best friend of yours or a close friend. Uh, this makes it even worse because they are trying to please you. They are trying to um, please leadership. At one minute, they're there for you to confide in and cry with and take things to the grave. And then the same person is the one that's having to critique you, judge you. Uh, because they have to please their boss and they don't really quite know how to deal with this kind of redirective feedback. So you might you might not be getting the truth from them because once again, it's just all about pleasing everyone. 
So you don't know how to wrap your your mind around this type of of boss. Uh, their focus is on making everyone happy, and their energy often gets sidetracked rather than moving towards achieving the bigger picture or the bigger goal. They never get what they really want because they are trying to please upper management and focusing their energy on making everyone happy. They are actually creating highly self-destructive habits for their team members and sabotaging not only their success, but the success of those around them. And you will see the telltale signs of um, just their, their own stress and their own anxiety, even down to eating unhealthy, uh, maybe binging on weekends, allowing relationships to deteriorate due to the insecurity, um, perhaps drinking too much. And as weird as it sounds, they might even start spending more time on on social media or like shopping sites there you walk in their office and they're on Amazon just to let the the stress get out of their headspace they want to focus on something else rather than the anxiety that they are feeling they have so much of it that they begin wasting time and and like i said literally sabotaging themselves on a side note this is the individual that um they they're, they're fun to be with because they are such people pleasers and they have potential to be a great boss. They just need to learn how to grow and in, um, in pleasing people, they realize, okay, I, if I give this person feedback or if I deal with this conflict, it's actually going to deepen our relationship rather than severing the relationship. And they finally realize that by them um, not talking about something is actually creating more, more pain and more dysfunction. The rescuer, last but not least, in his book, The Empowered Manager, Positive Political Skills at Work, Peter Block identifies the rescuer as someone who is highly sensitive to discomfort, and they truly believe the path of power, influence, and gaining some control over the situation is to save other people's lives. And he mentions the rescuers come from a place of thinking they're protecting you from failure. They simply can't give you honest feedback and more responsibilities as a result because they they're giving you space they're they're protecting you and i i can relate to this one um, as much as i can be a dictator i also can be a rescuer and when you have a, a rescuer they pride themselves on being there to support you so you really don't have any you know space uh, not only to make mistakes but you also have a limited amount of growth it is a control mechanism for them. And I relate to this one, once again, because I used to think that that's what a leader does. For some reason, I wanted to be the knight in shining armor to help them because I thought uh, that that was my role. And in the end, it truly does stunt your team's growth. And, and you are not empowering them. And you become exhausted because you're not delegating. And it's hard to see when you're you're working in a toxic environment um, like this, because sometimes we want 
someone to rescue us. We don't want to do the the hard things. So when someone comes along and says, hey, I've got this, you're like, sure. Uh, it's, you know, fish can't tell when they're swimming in dirty water, right? Then you get used to it. You get used to someone coming along and always rescuing you. And we, we need to be able to realize and look for what are some of the signs if you are working with a, a rescuer boss. Uh, I actually, we're going to talk about the signs for, for both the rescuer and the people pleaser. Uh, I'll go through some quick signs here. First one is you simply feel crazy. You feel lost. You start blaming yourself. All of your inadequate, all of your inadequacies are right in front of your brain. You actually wake up in the morning. You're feeling confused. You've come to a point where you don't know who you are or what you want. So if, if you're feeling this way, do a self-check. How often are you talking about this? Ask for feedback from a, a loved one, someone that you trust. You know, am I driving you crazy? Have, do I just keep this narrative over and over and over and over again? And if your loved one is so sick and tired of hearing the same narrative, hopefully they can be honest with you and say, okay, you, you need to get a grip here. Either you need to look for another position. You need to look for another area where you don't have the same boss, but it really is affecting you and it's affecting your, your health. Uh, number two is when you, you start doubting yourself. If you are doubting yourself, much of the time we, we know what we want deep down inside, but we become confused by the world around us and the many shoulds that may enter our, our lives on a daily basis. And when everything is you should, you you could, you need, you you need to back off and go, okay, I, I keep doubting all of my decisions that I, I make. And that's, once again, we talked about it last week. You cannot move forward and be creative and innovative and dream if you're in this bubble of, all the things that you should do and this negative narrative and you're doubting who you are. Number three, if you have a vision, but no clear plan, once again, when you're working with the, the people pleaser, often this is what happens. You have no clue uh, on how to achieve it. You can't even think of the steps of creating a plan of action so you can get to, to where you want to be. A lot of great ideas go unrealized due to a lack of organization, a lack of clarity, and the bottom line, the world is missing out on your uniqueness because you're not able to show up the way that you were created to show up. Uh, number four, you dream or you fantasize about changing your profession. So as you're driving down the road or your shower thoughts or right before you go to bed, you're just you're always in that place of dreaming of going somewhere else. This is a huge sign that uh, you're probably not in the right place with the right boss. Uh, number five, you need to improve your health. So you're looking at your choices through the day. You might, like I said last week, you might be binging. Um, you're you're just not eating in, in a healthy fashion. You're not taking care of yourself. And there's always an, a reason. There's always an excuse. Um, I didn't have time to go for a walk. I didn't have 
uh, time to go for, you know, go work out because you're just working too much. Those are big red flags. You have to show up in the world and be whole. And that holistic is taking care of your emotional needs, uh, making sure mentally that you're not in a toxic workplace, making sure the, the physical, spiritual, all of that holistically that you're moving forward. So do a health check. Do Take that time to do a little bit of a self-assessment. And then three tips as you move forward with a bad boss, you've done that self-check and you realize, you know what? I don't really care for this leader, but I love this job and I'm going to just storm through this. The number one thing I would say is ask powerful questions. And I get asked this a lot, like, how do I lead up? I have a horrible boss or I have a boss that's micromanaging. I, I have a, a boss that's dictating. And an example, um, they'll they'll tell um, our client, I'm going to be able to get X, Y, Z done and I'll have that to him by Friday. And what the boss just suggested was something I can't even get done for another month or at least two weeks. So rather than spiraling out of control and feeling like, oh, wow, I'm just being bullied here, uh, go back to them in the right timing. Right timing means a lot. And go back and ask those powerful questions. You want to strategically lead your boss to come up with solutions so they own it. If you're going in, especially if you have a, a boss that's a dictator and you are asking them questions where they feel like you're challenging them. Uh, an example would be you have a boss that comes from the military and is a very authoritarian, um, leads by dictatorship. And then you have a millennial that is asking questions such as why are we doing it this way? Or, um, you know, why do you want me to, uh, you know, work the, these 10 hours on this when I could do it a lot faster over here. When we ask those why questions, sometimes that particular particular type of leadership feels like you're questioning them. And it's that, do you know who I am? Hello, I am the CEO of this company. I am the president of this company. Almost like, how dare you? You haven't earned the right to talk to me that way. Whereas the millennial just wants to know the why. They just want to know, um, I, I want to make sure I'm working smarter, not, not harder. So ask the powerful questions strategically. <laughs> know who your boss is and uh, be sensitive. Don't storm in like you've got it all figured out. So keep in mind that this isn't something you just wing. You don't just you know, like I said, storm in there. So take time to thoughtfully map out the right questions. And if you have a pen handy, here's some of my go-to questions. Can you help me understand? I love that one because it doesn't come across where it's offensive. You know, can you just help me understand? You mentioned I would get this to them by Friday. Uh, help me understand. Maybe you're able to prioritize this differently than the way I'm seeing it. Uh, the next one is, will you walk me through? And that you're basically asking your boss, your leader to 
help you become a better leader? Like, will you walk me through this? Because often we don't even see our boss. They're gone. They have these expectations and then they're out the door. But when we say, you know, obviously you you know a better plan here. Um, don't say it in a snarky way, but will you walk me through how I can get this done by by Friday? The third question that I love, can you share your thoughts around XYZ? So share your thoughts on this. So can you share your thoughts? And the fourth one, will you explain to me how? And once again, that's just going there humbly saying, will you explain to me how I can prioritize this? Or will you explain to me how I can do this uh, a little faster? Or will you explain to me what our, our vision is here, what our mission is? Those four questions, and I'm going to say them again, can you help me understand? Will you walk me through? Can you share your thoughts? Will you explain to me how? Those four questions are great questions to map out how you can strategically move forward and lead your boss to come up with solutions. Number two, try and set boundaries. Stay on good terms with other leaders because maybe it's just this one specific toxic boss that you have. And you have to remember, this might not be your boss forever. Learn how to distance yourself from the toxic behavior. As Robert Frost said, good fences make good neighbors. So come up with some of those boundaries that you just write down and go, I'm, I'm going to lead the conversation in this direction when they start accusing me or they start shaming me. I'm going to turn it, turn it around, even if it's as simple as, hey, what's what's a great thing I did this week? You know, turn it around to empower what you need from that boss. Uh, number three, identify your boss's motives. Like, what are their intentions? Do they see the bigger picture and is their heart in the right place? So try and come from a place where people are operating out of their best intentions. I had someone give me that tip one time of, yeah, that might have happened, but do you really think they were trying to sabotage you or they were trying to sabotage the project? Do you think they were operating out of their best intentions? And I started looking at things differently when I just would assume everybody's operating out of their best intentions. I don't think that people wake up in the morning and go, you know what? I can't wait to ruin Patty's day. I want to make Patty miserable at work today. I would like to shame her. I would like to make her feel inadequate. I want her to feel less than. I just truly believe people are operating out of the best intentions. And usually those intentions are very self-motivated and it's about them, right? It's their platform. You might be the minion that helps them get to the place they want to go. And, but they're still operating out of the best intentions of, I have to get to my mission. So being able to understand their behavior. And the the other one is, if possible, refuse to be offended. This has helped me in so many areas of my life. Refuse to be offended. I was actually in Africa um, with a pastor 
who said that that's the one number one thing that he shares with his team is as we move forward, if we are letting God just, you know, pour into us, it's easy to refuse to be offended. And especially if we're seeing that everyone's operating out of their best intentions. And I know this is the the Pollyanna, okay, you're wearing, you know, smoked sunglasses right now, Patty. But those are my tips for you. And hopefully that will help you. Once again, feel free to contact me, Patty Lynn Wyatt at gmail.com. If you want to go deeper into how you can heal, how you can move forward with a bad boss. And I want to thank you. It's an honor to be able to, to share these stories with you. Thank you for listening to Girlfriend It, where we want to help you discover your divine design so you can move forward with your God-given strengths and gifts and shining just the way you were created by him for him. And if you're not already a part of this community, I invite you to subscribe to Girlfriend It. Go to Google Podcast and subscribe today. Week. Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.